I guess, I guess I started focusing on three things that sounded pretty new to me. And, and those were process orientation instead of result orientation, gratitude and accepting things as they were, things and people. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us is Roman Mironov. Roman is a life coach who helps people overcome challenges and enjoy a more fulfilled life. Roman is a diligent stu student of gratitude. Not only did it help him overcome depression last year, but it also made his dream of living in North America come true. Welcome, Roman. Well, hi, Georgian. It's really, you know, my privilege and pleasure to be talking to you today. You know, your podcast resonates with my gratitude practice. So I'm really, really thrilled to be sharing what I have gone through with your audience today. Mm, that, that sounds really good. And I'm really excited about this. So tell me about your background with self-development in general. I've been into self-help for about a decade now. What got me into it originally was mild depression that happened years ago. You know, my wife had a dog that died unexpectedly. I love that dog because I associated this dog with great moments in our life together. And I actually took quite a hit. Now I know that I overreacted, but I guess I was too immature back then. As a perfectionist, what I did was blaming myself. Plus, in my head, I kept looping on this thought that things were, things had been very good before that, and now they were bad. And uh, I kept looping this thought until I really slipped into a depression. And um, suddenly, my discipline and work ethic were gone. And I struggled in my translation business. And in fact, I even got into debt. But, you know, the worst thing for me, thinking back now, was that my wife actually was pregnant at the moment with our son. And I couldn't support her as I should have. All in all, I struggled for two years. And luckily, that was the point when I stumbled into these different self-help self materials, discovering them for myself. And that helped me to recover. Okay, but uh, did you start practicing gratitude back then? <laughs> no, and that was the problem. At that point, I focused on using self-help to improve my finances and health and that sad gratitude was definitely not on my radar yet you know i didn't like internal work such as focusing on the process rather than the results i wanted the results 
So I was all about efficiency. No, t- no time for me to be grateful at all. And life was going to make me pay for it. Oh my God, what happened? Well, first, I ended up divorcing my wife. You know, really, instead of appreciating her for who she was, I nagged her constantly. I really expected her to be as efficient as I was, which was a terrible idea. And of course, she failed to meet my expectations that were simply unreasonable. And then I would get angry with her. So our communication stalled and totally predictably, totally, we grew apart and parted ways. And then I also burned out in my business. You know, I was overworking myself all the time because I I thought no one could do the job better than me. And I also wanted everything, absolutely everything done my way instead of like encouraging people to work from their perspectives. For example, I would create a written procedure and then expect everyone on my team to follow it exactly to the letter. And this definitely stifled creativity. So everyone on my team became dependent on me. So everyone was coming up to me for making decisions. Yeah, and that said, my passion for translation and languages was still there, but the way I ran my business made it a struggle. Hmm. I can see why, but was this point, uh, this the point when you finally started practicing gratitude? Well, almost. The, the, last, the, the last thing that led me to gratitude actually happened last year. I became unhappy with my results overall. So basically in every area, including fitness, health, business, and even, you know, my intimate relationships. So I started pushing myself even further everywhere. I started running too much. I made a lot of changes to how I ate. And uh, I also set an, an extreme financial goal for myself, like too big. And I didn't really know how to get there. So, so big it was. And uh, this goal became a huge stress for me every time I thought about it. And also, you know, with my intimate relationships, I guess I was trying to fight my love too hard. So I was in for a crash and boy, did I crash hard? Hmm. Oh my God. So I guess all this pushing had an opposite effect from, from what you expected, right? Exactly. Exactly. I was in a lot of stress every day and uh, slipped into what I think was a mild depression pretty quickly. And the, the paradox about it was that it was 100% self-inflicted. I just, I just had the wrong mindset at the moment. But anyway, I lost about 20 pounds and really started to look haggard. 
in the mirror. I would run long distances up to 20 kilometers doing that masochistically. <laughs> yeah. I, because this financial goal was looming large, I thought I had to sleep less. So I started waking up in the middle of the night and adding up with just four or five hours of sleep. And I guess as a result of that, I felt tired and hungry all the time. I couldn't stop thinking about food. Hmm. Oh my God, sounds like you did push yourself too hard. When did you realize this wasn't working? One thing that like restored me to a more balanced self was my younger brother. He is he's also into self-development like myself, but he he's an opposite of me. I'm I'm more an overachiever and he likes to take things more more slowly, enjoying life. So he he basically motivated me to strike a balance between pushing myself and relaxing. And how exactly did that look like? Well, I guess, I guess I started focusing on three things that sounded pretty new to me. And, and those were process orientation instead of result orientation, gratitude and accepting things as they were, things and people. So what, what I did was putting away books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill because what it does is it teaches you to think about the specific amount of money that you should have. I mean, it's a very, it's a very motivating book otherwise, but this concept didn't really work for me. So I followed leaders like an online entrepreneur, Neil Patel, who are reinforcing, reinfor reinforcing, like my focus on adding value instead of focusing on a specific financial goal. And that made much more sense to me mm -hmm. at that point. I also went back to Louise Hay's work. For example, I reread her book, You Can Heal Your Life. And I think I finally started grasping its message. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, it is. And I also returned to one of my favorite self-help books of all time, Seven Principles of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And it helped me gradually move to a place where I was able to accept things and especially people more. And I, I used to struggle with that. Now I think I'm, I'm so, so much better with that. And uh, surprisingly, another book that led me to the gratitude was Unshakable by Tony Robbins. Because, the, the, yeah, the funny, the paradoxical thing about it is that it's actually an investment guide. But Tony has a chapter on gratitude there, which is totally unexpected, totally surprising. And it really stands out as a result. What he does there is explaining that nothing really fulfills you until you trade your expectations for appreciations. 
That's so true. And it makes so much sense to have that in a, in an investment book because you can have it all, but if you can't appreciate what you have, it doesn't really mean anything. But what specific gratitude techniques did you apply from the book? Well, Tony, Tony speaks about two methods that I you know, take an effort to implement in my daily life. The first one is taking 90 seconds to relieve stress through appreciation. So you, you, you just spent one minute and a half breathing and focusing on something to appreciate in a situation rather than, you know, criticizing yourself or the other person. And the second, uh, the second method is a little bit more difficult to implement, but it's still, still very, very powerful. It's taken two minutes to think about three great things that you're grateful for. And a result of, as a result of that exercise, you're supposed to get an answer to whatever is bugging you at the moment. So, yeah, that works for me. And uh, I also maintain several gratitude journals. So, the, the first one is just a general list of things that I'm grateful for. And it includes things like my parents, my son, my business, my discipline, and, uh, and so on. So I just use it to remind myself about things that I, I'm gra grateful for every day. Then I also have this uh, very, very interesting list that I learned from Leo Gura of the actualize.org fame. It's the things about life that I love most. So those are, you know, more, mm, more general mm -hmm. things, even feelings like, you know, dim light or waking up early in the morning and uh, seeing the first rays of, of the sun. Hmm. And, and the third list is, it's just three things that happened to me during the day that I found good. I think that's a very, very, a very common thing for, for people to do these days. And you also mentioned it on your podcast recently. Yeah. So what, what this journal does is it trains your mind to look for those good things. So you, you really expect them. You really focus on them. And when something happens, you think about it all the time during the day, which is, which also, you know, boosts your mood. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a very great idea to, uh, to think about these things and to get the boost every time we, we do so. And um, also having these kinds of different journals for for different things like a general one uh, one more specific to to life and another for the things that are happen happening each day and i i think it's a a great idea of not uh, putting ourselves in a box and just having one journal and doing the exact same things um every day in that journal. So I think this is a great idea, but what kind of changes did this transformation bring about? 
Well, mostly I stopped being super, trying to be super efficient. I slowed down. I, then I taught myself very, very consciously to appreciate things that I had always taken for granted. Like something very simple, taking a break from work and going outside to enjoy the sun. I, I really started appreciating this more in the last year. I also now catch myself, again, very, very consciously, when I feel too focused on the, on the negative side of a situation, I try to step, step away from it and really, really look for something to appreciate in it. And but what I find is that there's always something to appreciate, definitely. And, and maybe the most important thing that made the, the biggest difference to how I feel on a day-to-day -day basis is being tolerant to others more. For example, to my, my parents, my son, my friends. My son, he's nine years old. He loves video games, I guess, just like most of his peers. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I would be, I would be very angry about those, those things because I thought, I always thought they were a waste of time, but, but not anymore. I really just try to let him roam by himself and make his choices, maybe make his mistakes and, you know, draw from those experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, in overall, I became much more loving and uh, supporting with my family. I, I I do realize now that they are definitely the best thing in my life. <laughs> That's so beautiful, and it's so interesting that your your journey is somehow similar to mine. Like I've been uh, obsessed with efficiency and reaching my goals and everything, and at one point, I I started slowing down and appreciating things more and um, realizing that it's not always about the result, but about the journey and enjoying it more. And for me, there, there were many different beautiful changes on the inside, but also on the outside. Did any external results come with this transformation? Yeah, yeah, that was that was quite a surprise, but they they actually did. So two actual two results. The first one is moving from Russia to Canada on a permanent basis. Wow. Yeah, and uh, something that accompanied it was also a major career shift. So I went from a, a, tra a professional translator to being a life coach. But why did you want to live in Canada? Why did you choose Canada? You know, I've been dreaming of living somewhere in, in North America for a long time. One reason was that, you know, uh, I was always a fan of the 80s culture, like their action films. And uh, I also had 
had the privilege of working in Alaska back in 2002. I spent, I spent there my summer in, in Denali National Park and I loved everything about it. Loved everything about North America. And I guess, I guess there's also the third reason, which is my passion for languages. And uh, I don't want to speak my native language every day because uh, I, I don't feel the challenge anymore. So I want to be challenged with new languages and with, uh, with its two official languages, English and French. Canada is a perfect place to, to be doing that. Hmm. That's so interesting. I also love languages quite a lot. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's a great challenge to go to another country that's not your native tongue. And you also have another language that you can challenge yourself to learn. So that, that's, that's really nice. And I was wondering also, how, how did you get to Canada from uh, what what I understand, it it wasn't the easiest process, but um, the fact that you were able to be grateful actually helped with this. Right. Yeah, I think that that's that's correct. I actually did two attempts, and my first attempt five years ago was unsuccessful. I was refused a visa, and uh, I was sort of feeling down about it because the, this first refusal meant that my future attempts could, could be unsuccessful as well. So I did apply back in 2018, but I did not really expect much. However, however, surprisingly, this second attempt was very successful and I became a permanent resident of Canada this year. Hmm. <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing and uh, do you think that accepting things as they as they were as they are helped you yes yes i do, i do feel it made a huge difference maybe not uh, like physically in the outside world but definitely psychologically you know i, I do I did want to succeed, but I never focused on the result. I just, you know, did all that I could and I let the whole thing go. And I, I believe that this, this approach, like having no expectations, it, it really worked for me this time. And it really reinforced my belief in being grateful for the journey, for what you have now, instead of focusing on the the end destination mm -hmm. and by the way now that you're in canada are you finding even more things to appreciate yeah, absolutely of course you know i am very very grateful for just having this privilege to live in a country like canada there are so many things to appreciate for example Right now I am in Toronto and it's very green and clean. I love, I love the level of organization they have here. That that's for a person <laughs> who is still sort of you know 
trying to be efficient all the time, who likes organization, who is disciplined. This is, you know, the level of, of organization in everything is quite important. I love, I love public libraries because they have so, so many books available, both offline and online. Plus, I love riding my bike. So I, I do enjoy how many bike trails Toronto has. I also love how friendly people are here. And, and yes, uh, I, I can speak English every day, which is really invigorating for me. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now I have this opportunity to, for example, live in Montreal or just go there for, for a short amount of time to practice my French to learn it and, and, and really start using it. I mean, the list of my appreciations, it just goes on and on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting how uh, starting this gratitude practice back in Russia got you to experience even more reasons to, to feel grateful now that you're in Canada. But uh, how how did, do you feel about leaving your friends and family? Do you appreciate them more now? Oh yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I, I I think it's it's really it's really the distance between us that made me appreciate them even more. So in addition to my conscious effort to appreciate them, that I started last year. You know, it, it, was, it was quite hard to see them stay at home when I was living from the railway station in my, in my native town, Ivanova. But again, you know, th th this difference that's now between us really makes me appreciate them more and also find ways to express this appreciation so that they know about them about yeah about how i feel about them hmm. that's beautiful and now that you're also in a new career do you feel that gratitude has anything to do with uh, your career switch well yeah yeah again the answer is totally yes first of all i i'm, I'm grateful for just realizing that I can make a career out of my passion for helping people overcome challenges. And my personal gratitude journey played a key role here. I feel now that I started practicing gratitude, I feel not all the time, of course, I'm not perfect, but <laughs> often I, I feel, I feel, such a huge level of gratitude that it's sometimes it's overwhelming and definitely it's up to the point that I want to share it with other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, now that I'm in Canada and I live in a, in a big city, in a huge city, I should say, I have great opportunities to reach more people. So, there is a huge market for this 
this type of life coaching services here. And um, another great thing is that I, I feel, feel the pressure that Canada puts on me in terms of pursuing this passion because it's a completely new environment, a fresh start. And, you know, if I had, if I had stayed in my home country, I could have still been stuck in my translation career. So, so I'm, I'm pushed. I'm thankfully even pushed out of my comfort zone and have, have to really hustle. Wow. That, that's quite a beautiful perspective to, to see the fact that you are pushed out of your comfort zone, something to be thankful for. And I think that's indeed a, a very um, beautiful way of being pushed outside the comfort zone and uh, having that gratitude for, for the process. But summing, summing it up, uh, what have been your major insights about gratitude these past years? Mm, you know, I guess my, my experience now is that you, you, if you push yourself too hard and you expect more results from yourself, it's very easy to, to get into a low place psychologically, but it's, it's, it's not that straightforward, you know? It, it doesn't mean that pushing yourself is bad. It just means that you need to strike, strike a balance, which is very, very tricky, of course. But the important thing is how exactly you achieve that balance. You do that by feeling grateful about what you already have. I don't think there is any other way. For example, I try, I try to... I try to be happy just by walking outside and enjoying the sun for five minutes. Just, and I try to be happy in that moment, just as I'm happy when I hit a big goal at the gym, for example. <laughs> That's very interesting as a concept, like uh, the fact that we can be happy for, for the smallest things and we can reach that feeling of gratitude as well like for these small things and it doesn't have to be something big but is is this kind of balance for the same for everyone what do you think no i think now it's it depends on a lot of things and especially on on the level of the ambition you have for example like I talked about my brother, he, he's not really ambitious. So he definitely needs more pushing from himself and others. But if someone is overly ambitious, like myself, it's important to be careful with pushing. That's perfect, actually, because we... And we need to find to to get to know ourselves to become aware of where we are and find that sweet spot in which 
we either push ourselves a little bit or have the the next necessary acceptance to um to just enjoy things more and instead of wanting to change everything and uh, i also wanted to to ask you how can one increase gratitude in their life yeah i think i i think we, we could you know one metaphor that i love is thinking of gratitude as a muscle so it's mm. something that you a muscle or a skill that you exercise every day and with exercise it grows stronger and i always think of this example you know it's easy to be to be happy when you land a major client or just get another big breakthrough like this mm -hmm. of course it is but the trick though is to train yourself to be just as happy about small things so don't really just enjoy what you have so train your muscle enjoy what you have don't expect big breakthroughs to make you happy if you do that you're doomed i guess <laughs> and what's one actionable actionable gratitude tip you want to leave our listeners with uh, just recently i have learned a, a very good tip that i like from a german motivational speaker and author christian christian bischoff and what he suggests is that for every every goal that you set for yourself for the day you should write one pleasant thing that you're going to do so if you have three goals on the left side you write three pleasant things that you will do on the right side Hmm. So, yeah, and I, I guess I feel, although I still struggle to implement it on a daily basis, but I feel that when, when I do it and it works for me, I feel it's, a, it's really a great way to practice gratitude because, you know, goals bring stress all the time. But when you tell your subconscious mind that you'll get pleasure for hitting those goals it makes things easier for you it's sort of your subconscious mind works with you yeah exactly and gratitude provides the fuel for for reaching them but as as well as appreciating and accepting where you are right now so yeah i think this is a, a really great idea to make sure that you have uh, for for each of your goals you have a reward and you have a way of appreciating the fact that you reached it. So we're nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you, where can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, all right. You, you are very welcome to visit my website, which is www.romanmiranov.com, and you can start from there. Mm -hmm. Also, you can also find me on Instagram under the name B two zero of yourself, no underscores. And I also run a podcast under the same name B version two of yourself, 
which is available on most platforms. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, Roman. Uh, it's been great talking to you and uh, it's been great learning from a fellow uh, overachiever and a fellow um, ambitious person that found a way to to balance things out and uh, live a happier life. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Get out of the rat race. <laughs> so to say. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story, George, and I, I really appreciate it. So, yeah, bye-bye. And uh, just as usual, guys, don't forget about taking deep breaths with Georgian on a regular basis. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.